Well, hello everyone. I'm your host, Colton Prater, and this is the Fires of Revival podcast. And as always, I am honored that you would take the time to listen to this episode. And for today's episode, we're going to have a good friend of mine, a special guest, Brother Dalton Dickerson. He is the uh, assistant pastor and youth pastor at Victory Baptist Church, where I've grown up at. He's been on staff here for a few short weeks. Uh, he was a grade above me in high school growing up, and we were good friends growing up from junior high on up. And now I'm privileged to call him my assistant pastor. He just recently graduated from Hiles Anderson College this past year. And God's using him in a great way, and I know he has a message on his heart that God's laid in his heart that I know that God has for each of us, and he wants us to get something from it because he's put the time and effort into it. So I just as I'll go ahead and open up with a word of prayer, and as I pray, I would encourage you to pray in your heart as well, and then we'll hand it over to Brother Dalton as he preaches. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity for me to preach this, or for Dalton to preach this message, I should say. And that you just use him, you'll fill him with your power. You'll just calm any nerves you may have. You'll use this message to impact the people that are listening, to change their lives, to help strengthen their devotion to you, Father. And just use this episode, this message, this sermon to make a difference, Father. And in your Son's name, amen. Well, hello. It's good to be here on the podcast. Um, this is a great podcast I enjoy to be on. And so let's just dive right into the, the message today. And if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And if you don't, just uh, listen along as we go throughout the scriptures this morning or this evening whenever you're listening to this podcast. But 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to be at verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The title of my message today is The Purpose of Scripture. You know, we, we have this, um, this, this, this passage we just read out of, and we look at, as Timothy is being talked to here, that the Scripture is inspired and that it is profitable, and that's what we're going to be talking about, the purpose of the Scripture. And I was going to ask you this, this evening, you know, what is the purpose of the Bible? You know, if you ask yourself that question, you know, is it to make us feel good? Is the Bible here to, to research and to read about interesting or historical stories? Is it to become a better person? What is the purpose of the Bible? And these, these purposes that I just read, you know, th- these might be reasons why the unsaved world would read the Bible, but this ought not to be the case for born-again believers. It shouldn't be just to make us feel good or to, to learn about historical stories. Um, or to be to be a better person, you know. Deal Moody said the Bible was not given to increase our knowledge, but to change our lives, and so that is so true. The Bible was given to change our life. It wasn't given to make us smarter. It wasn't given us given to us to make us a better person. It was given to us by God to change our lives. You know, the Bible is full of benefits for the believer. But what is the purpose for God giving us a scripture? You know, before we talk about the purposes of the Bible and the benefits from it. Let's go ahead and just lay some groundwork here and talk about two characteristics of the Bible. And I say this boldly and I say this proudly. The Bible is the inspired, preserved Word of God. And notice I didn't say Word of Man. This is not of man. This is the Word of God. The very words of of God are penned in the Bible. You know, the Bible is inspired. We see in verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It says all Scripture. It's not just the New Testament that's inspired. It's not just the Old Testament all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And the inspiration or inspired, that word in Greek means God breathed. 
So we see that the very words of the Bible were breathed by God to man, who then penned uh, the words of God. So the man penned them as God spake to him. In Second Peter um, 1, or chapter 1, verse 20, we see, Knowing this, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So we see that holy men of God spake, and they were moved by the Holy Ghost. It wasn't them. It wasn't what they saw, and it wasn't what they felt, and it wasn't um, the things that they observed, but it was through the Holy Ghost using them, and through the Holy Ghost inspiring them, and God breathing down His words to these men. And we see that this is an inspired word. And let me just say, I know that this, this is not a controversial subject. The original manuscripts were inspired for the Bible, but oftentimes there are Christians um, in different uh, sectors that believe that these original manuscripts are the only inspired Bibles and that the Bibles long ago were the only ones that are inspired by God and through time and through years we have lost the inspired word of God through men. But let me tell you, that, that is not the case. The original manuscripts, yes, they are inspired, but I can say this confidently that the Bible I'm holding today is inspired and it's preserved uh, throughout the generations. We see that God has preserved His Word and kept it inspired. And I can say proudly that I have a Bible in front of me that has no errors, that is complete, is not missing any parts, but is the inspired Word of God. And that leaves us not only is it inspired, but is preserved. You know, preservation, that simply means saved from destruction or decay, kept or defended from evil, kept or defended from evil. There is no evil in this book. There is no wrong in this book. This is the perfect Word of God, and it's been preserved. In Psalms 12, verse 6 and 7, let's look at that. Let's look at this verse of Scripture here. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace for earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. And when it talks about them, that is talking about the Word of God, the words of God. That's not talking about the Jews. I know some may think that, but thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. God gave us a promise here. He gave us a promise that He would preserve His Word and that He would allow us to have the Bible still. And, you know, what a sad statement for many to believe that we don't have the inspired Word of God and that His Bible has not been preserved. But over time, it's uh, been tainted with and we're, we're just trying to get it to a better understanding. I can't say that's not the case. You know, the Lord used men to carry out the inspired Scriptures through the ages, but He used them also to preserve the Scriptures through processes and systems, and that's something you can research on your own. But we know that there is a careful system for preserving the Word of God, and it was treated with care, and it was treated um, with integrity. We see in Psalms 119, uh, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. So we know that the words of God are settled in heaven. The Bible is in heaven right now, the perfect Word of God. You know, what, what a sad statement to think that God has a perfect uh, Bible in heaven, but we on earth, we were left with this corrupt Bible that is tainted and, and, and has arrows in it and, and things aren't completely correct. But that, that's a sad statement, a sad thing to believe that God has the Bible in, in, in heaven that's perfect and we're left with a corrupt one. I don't believe that. So was the early church the only Christians that had the proper Word of God when, when they were originally, the men of God uh, were moved by the Holy Ghost to write the Word? Is that the only inspired Word of God? Are we just left with a uh, tainted Bible? And, and I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe God would do that. I don't believe He would give a perfect Bible for a couple of years 
just to have it tainted and ruined and not preserved. And we know that promise of Psalms 12, 6 and 7, that it is preserved and it is inspired. And I can tell you right today that I know and that I believe that the Bible in front of me is the inspired Word of God and it's preserved and it's perfect. And when I claim something in Scripture, I can be 100% confident that, it, that I can claim that in truth and not in error. And I just say, research this for yourself. And the, and the fact that we just laid down the ground rules and a correct perspective of the Bible, lay down, just look at it yourself and research it, and you'll find that, that there are many things to look at and that it's good to have complete confidence in the Word of God. You know, now that we have a good foundation of a correct biblical perspective of the Bible, let's examine the purpose of the, the Bible in the believer's life. We see in 2 Timothy 3, verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. We see that the main purpose for the Bible is for salvation. The main purpose of this Bible is to honor Christ and to point others to Christ. And even in the Old Testament, we see that in every book it points to Christ and points for the Messiah to come and, and to die on the cross for us and take away the sins of the world. We see that. The purpose of the Bible is to bring others to Christ, whether it be ourself, whether it be others. We see that Timothy was brought to Christ in verse 15, um, that in that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We see that Timothy was brought to salvation through the Scriptures and through trusting in Jesus Christ. And that's the same for us. The main purpose of the Bible is Jesus Christ and salvation. The main purpose of us having this uh, Bible is so that we can know for sure we're going to heaven. And that we can f confirm that with what the Bible has to say. And that we can have total confidence that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. And we have total confidence that, confidence that we're going, in heaven, going to heaven when we die. In Romans 10, 17, it says, in Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we see that, you know, faith cometh by hearing, but the hearing comes from the word of God. And we see that without the word of God, you know, we're not going to have the, the, the gospel to spread. And we're not going to have the good news, but we have the Bible and we can take that to others. And not only is the Bible for salvation for ourselves, but it's for others, uh, for the salvation of others. You know, we have God's Word. We can share the good news of Jesus Christ. The main purpose is salvation. The main purpose of the Bible is spreading the gospel. You know, I just want to ask you today, you know, whether you're on your way to work or, or whether you're, you're in work or you're sitting at home or you're just uh, listening to this podcast, you know, have you shared the gospel with, with anyone lately? Do you know of someone that needs Christ? Well, it's, it's our job to get the gospel to them. It's our job to, to show them the good news of Jesus Christ, that one day they don't have to die and they don't have to go to hell, but they can go to heaven through the promises of this book. So we see that um, the purpose of the Bible is first and foremost for salvation and to point others to, to Jesus Christ and to glorify Him and to bring others to, to Him. But next we see it's for doctrine, and this is where we get into verse, verse 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine. For doctrine is that that's the act of teaching in the church. That is what we believe. Um, and Pastor John Wilkerson says, "Doctrine determines destiny." Destiny. And what a true statement that is. If you have some some wrong doctrine, if you have some doctrine that's not steady, and you don't know exactly what you believe, you know your destiny. You're going to be uh, shipwrecked. You're going to be um, you're going to be swerving and, and give it a couple of years and you're not going to have the right doctrine and you're not going to find yourself in church and you're going to find yourself believing some, some crazy things. But the reason that the Bible is not only for salvation, but it's for doctrine. You know, do you know what you believe? In 2 Timothy 2 verse 15 it says, 
Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, are you a workman that needeth not to be ashamed? Are you, are you able to prove yourself unto God that you know what you believe? You know, I think oftentimes in Christianity we have many people who sit on a pew, but they have no idea what the doctrines of the Bible are. They have no idea what the Bible even says. They don't open it up. We have the Bible. God gave His Word to us so we can know what we believe. Not that we can be doubtful, but that you can know what you believe. And I, and I didn't say that, that you would know what your, your pastor believes or your, your parents or your, your brothers or whoever that may be. I, I want you to know, do you know what you believe? You know, it's important that you know what you believe and that you claim that. And if you don't, you quickly find out what you believe. If not, you're going to find yourself with the wrong doctrine. You're going to find yourself um, you know, running off the road of this spiritual life because you don't know your doctrine and you don't know the truths of this Bible. We see in 1 Timothy 4, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Can I tell you that there are a lot of Christians out there that are going to err from the faith because they don't know the Bible? They're going to err for the faith because they don't understand the principles of the Bible and what it says. And I just want to say this. Make sure you know what you believe in your doctrine and the, the, the teachings of your church and the teaching of the Bible. Know what you believe. Know what they believe. Because we need to beware of what men teach. You know, there are men are sinners in this world. There's full of men that are corrupt, with corrupt minds and corrupt motives, and they will turn and twist the Bible for their own... Um, a pleasure of their own um, goals, and if we don't catch that, you know, their doctrine can can come into our life, and we can uh, start to to go off the, the spiritual road. So let's align our doctrine with the truths and foundations of the Bible. So it's for salvation, it's for doctrine, for what we believe. And next, let's look at it's for reproof. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine and for for reproof. Reproof simply means blame exp expressed to the face. And I think oftentimes this should often come from the pulpit, from the pastor or the preacher to yourself in the pew. In 2 Timothy 4.2 it says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. And can I say that preaching is not supposed to be uh, enjoyable for those in the pews at sometimes? You, know, you shouldn't go to, to church to be patted on the back. You shouldn't go to church to be uh, told how great you are and uh, to make you feel good. And there's times for that. There's times for encouragement and kindness. But oftentimes preaching is reproving. It's, uh, it's exposing the sin of this world. It's bringing out the wickedness uh, in the culture. And it's exposing sin uh, from wicked men. And we need to listen to that. And that's what the Bible's for. And that's what preaching is for. is to expose um, the wickedness of the world and the sin that is in our life. And that's what, what the Bible's for. It's for salvation. It's for doctrine. It's for reproof. It is to convince sinners of their sin and is to warn the righteous of the wicked. We are to reprove the sins of this world and the wickedness that creeps into the church. And that is so true. And we get that from the Bible. And I say anytime, we'll talk about it in a second, but anytime a reproving or correction uh, is needed, we ought to use the Bible. We shouldn't use our own philosophy. We shouldn't use your own opinions. We ought to use the Bible. And if you're a preacher, if you've been called to preach, I tell you, when you get behind that pulpit, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. You know, your doctrine or your preaching should should definitely expose the sin of the world. It should expose the sin of the sinner and it should tell them of Jesus Christ that He that He loves them and that He can forgive them. We see the Bible, not only is it inspired and preserved, but its purpose and its 
profit for the believer is for salvation and also the salvation of others, for doctrine, for reproof. Let's, let's look at for correction. You know, that's the act of bringing back from error. Oftentimes throughout our life, we, uh, you know, we we'll go to church for a while, we'll be, um, you know, doing right, you know, you know, casting out sin from our life, and we'll be uh, reading our Bible, being faithful to church, but at times in everyone's life, and I can say that in my life too, there's a time in our life where we begin to err from the faith, we begin to err from what's right, and there needs to be a correction from the Bible that brings people back. You know, use the scripture for correcting others. I think that um, this should be used in the right, correct way with love and truth, but hey, everyone needs correcting at some point. There's not a person on earth that, that doesn't need to be corrected at one point in their life. You know, if no one ever needed to be corrected, then we would not be sinners. You know, if no one were sinners, then we wouldn't need Christ. We wouldn't need Him to die for us because we, we'd be perfect. But that's not the truth. You know, friend, we all sin and we all. Um, have errors in our life and we all err from the faith at time and are not what we need to be. So we need the correcting from God's Word. And a lot of times this comes from the pulpit, the preaching of the Bible. And the Bible, that's what it's for, is to, to bring us back, to get us back where we need to be spiritually. So we see that the Bible is for salvation, it's for doctrine, it's for what we believe, for reproof and correction. And let's look at instruction. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. But he that hateth reproof is brutish. In Proverbs 15.32 it says, He that refuseth instruction despises, despiseth his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. So we see that those that love instruction, those that hear instruction, are going to be greatly blessed. Can I ask you, are you hearing instruction? Do you obey the, the Word of God? The Bible instructs us each and every day. We should be opening up the Bible to instruct us how to live. We see that the Bible gives us the instructions of life, and it gets us through the day. Sadly, many people try to go throughout the day without the opening the Word of God, and without talking to the Heavenly Father. But I ask you, are you allowing the Bible to instruct you? Are you allowing it to guide you? In Psalms 119, 105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. You notice it didn't say the, the word is, is a lamp unto my feet, and a, um, a beam unto my path, or a, a, a bright light. It's a lamp. We need the Bible each and every day to instruct us. You know, the Bible might not be able to help us see the future 20 years from now, but it can help us today. Every day we can open it up and it can show us what, where we need to step in this dark world and what we need to do. When I thought about this, uh, verse of, this verse in the Bible, I thought about something that me and my brother used to do in high school. Me and my brother, we live in Middle Tennessee and, and at times on these backcountry roads, the only light in the, in, you know, in the area is from the moon and stars. And oftentimes we'd be driving home from church or work or basketball practice at times. And for some odd reason, it was very foolish at the time. You know, we loved to see, you know, how long we could go uh, driving on a road with our lights off. And we, we would like to see how far we can get um, on the road with our lights off. So we would immediately just turn off our lights in our car and pitch black. We wouldn't be able to see the road and we would count the seconds, you know, one second, two seconds, three seconds. And we would do that. You know, but oftentimes we wouldn't get very far. We wouldn't make half a mile where there are lights off on the car. You know, and that's how it is in a Christian life. You know, if you don't have a light to guide you, just like we didn't have, we turned our lights off for our car, we wouldn't be able to make it there. Either we would hit something in the road or we would run off the road. And that's how it is spiritually. If you don't have a light to guide you each and every day, 
either you'll run into something and run into a sin that you don't need to run into or often you'll just gonna just like I would run off the road you're gonna run off the spiritual life and you're gonna um, fall spiritually and we need the Bible each and every day to instruct us and then lastly I look at the Bible we should it should be used in righteousness and in 2 Timothy 3 16 I'll read it one more time all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness can I say in righteousness that means purity of heart you know thinking of the right way in Matthew 5 8 it says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God um, the Bible not only is going to be used for all these purposes and is it profitable for salvation, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, but it should be used in righteousness. The Bible should used, be used with care. It should be used with a pure heart and a pure spirit. It should be used um, to do right. And the Bible should not be used um, with, with wickedness in our heart or with, um, with sin. You know, that's where cults and false teachings start. And that is because, you know, we're, we're just a sinful man. And if we use the Bible for our own needs and for our own desires, hey, we're going we're gonna to lead people astray. But I ask you, when you preach or when you, when you teach, are you using it for, for your own benefits or are you using it for God's? Do you have a pure heart when you preach? And in closing, I just want to ask you, how do you use the Bible? Is it with a pure heart and a desire to please God? Are you using the scriptures to point others to salvation? You know, is your doctrine and personal beliefs, are they based upon the Bible? Are they based upon your opinions or your feelings? It shouldn't be that way. Are we bringing sin out into the light through a biblical perspective and not in our own opinions? Are you, uh, when you preach, do you bring sin into the light? Do you expose the wickedness of the world? Are we heeding the correction from the Lord and the preacher? You know, do you allow the Bible to correct you and to reprove you? You know, and are you allowing the Bible to instruct you and teach you and guide you in this world of sin? And we have clearly outlined the purpose of the Bible in this podcast. You know, let's not misuse the purpose of God's Word. And I hope this has been a blessing to you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this podcast. Thank you for allowing me to teach and preach. And I ask you to help this podcast to help others, Lord, and just apply it to your lives. In your name, amen.